0: Hello, everyone. You are listening to Black Adoptees Identities. I am your host, Christelle Pericure, and I am a coach and a multidisciplinary creative. Please join me to explore what identity means for adult adoptees and how they form their identity for their own adoption journey. In this podcast, you'll hear a variety of views from adult adoptees about their own experience of adoption and how adoption has impacted them and what lessons they have learned along the way. Please note that the guests have been courageous in sharing their stories and some of the content and subject matters can be emotionally challenging and distressing for some individuals. Please use your own judgment whether to continue to listen or not and do look after yourself. And if you are affected by some of the issues discussed, please seek appropriate support and help. In this episode, I am in conversation with Noemi Rodrigue, who is based in Canada and adopted from Haiti. Noemi discussed how she navigated between a loving childhood and struggle for her own identity. Noemi also shared her thoughts about returning to Haiti and finding some information about birth siblings. And finally, she also discussed how she's thriving in her catering business right now. Hello, everybody. I'm Crystal Pellicure. I am the host of Black Adopted Identities, and um, we are starting another episode. And today we are joined by Noemi Rodriguez. I'm very, very excited. She's such a, a beautiful person inside and out. I got to know her the last few months, uh, so I'm really excited to welcome Noemi into the podcast. Noemi Rodrigue is an entrepreneur with a test for success and a proud owner of a bustling kitchen business in Canada. Judging the role of a mom to two amazing kids and a dedicated wife keeps her life exciting. Her story takes interesting twists as a transracial adoptee originally from Haiti. And through it all, she she is a positive advocate, waving diversity into every part of her life. So let's join Noemi on our flavorful journey. Where she blends culture, run a business, and embrace the beauty of our unique identity. Noemi, welcome. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm oh, so exciting. excited to have you too. <laughs> uh, I know we keep uh, we've been trying to have this conversation for a while and we, for some reason <laughs> yeah. something happened and you postponed it. I think we've postponed it twice already. So I am I grateful know, that I you know. can make it. It's
1: me too i'm happy this worked out and this is the perfect time
0: so this is great (laughs) Yes, absolutely so tell us a little bit about yourself and your adoption journey and i know it's you all started in haiti where you're born so tell us a bit more about that
1: yeah so um i was adopted at the age of four months old so i'm originally i'm from originally from haiti but now i'm i live in Timmins, ontario so I was adopted, um, like I said, at four months old, and really, I started to look at the adoption journey when, like recently, it really hit me recently that, okay, I, you know, I'm adopted, I identify as transracial adoptee, and I'm really thankful, I gotta, I gotta plug her in here somehow, but I'm really thankful for, um, uh, for Stephanie Veneri. we grew up, in um, the same town here. And it was kind of like her that, I don't know, I just kind of connected with her and it encouraged me to open up. And she was right there with all the answers and some helpful tips. And it's been just such a great journey so far of discovering, you know, my past. So if I go back to my past, once I was adopted and I got to uh, Timmins, Ontario, I mean, I had a really great childhood. My parents are super loving parents. You know, I was raised in a French community here in Simmons, Ontario. And yeah, I had a really, really great childhood and great journey. But there's things that happened growing up um, that were really, you know, struggled with my identity. That was the most part, which led me to being very interested in your podcast (laughs) uh, because of the struggle that I had to try to find myself. And um, I navigated all kinds of different things. And now today, I'm just kind of ready to um, be open about those struggles and share these things um, that, you know, I think other people are going through. And there's a whole community of adoptees that I'm just figuring that out. So I'm super excited. I feel like I'm not alone anymore.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what it's really important to say. It's, um... It's not because sometimes adoptees have a good childhood and were raised in a loving environment mm-hmm. that would stop them from having struggle with their identity. Because exactly, I think sometimes exactly. adoptive parents think that oh, we've provided the good environment, the child is adjusting okay. Then they forget that there might be other issue that is lowering in the background. So what would you say? the main struggle you had with your own identity
1: um yeah i think the the big thing was you know in the town that we were there wasn't many black people and the other black people like you know stephanie Veneri, like i mentioned we grew up together like she was going through her own stuff you know but um and that's what we talked about too we're like oh my god like we I, i even told her like i don't know why i never talked to you about this like growing up you were we were right beside each other but we were going through our own struggles we weren't ready to to talk about mm-hmm. these things we there's stuff that i didn't even notice that i was doing and it was like leading up to the traumatic effect of being adopted right and growing up in an environment where it was always praised like oh you're so lucky you're adopted you know oh wow like your parents are amazing and it's and it was just um yeah it was it was very traumatic and it, it, looking at it now I'm just like yeah it was just a little much <laughs> you know because I was going through like so much in my head trying to understand everything trying to trying to see like why did my adopted mom give me up is it like she didn't like me or she didn't love me right like so many questions and so many things that I was struggling inside um so so yeah it was it was very um it was it was a very um, difficult experience but g- growing up for me was mainly the identity issue that I just didn't know who I was who I wanted to be. I was very very confused and also trying to like I need to be better and I I have to like just pushing myself for no reason to try mm-hmm. to like show like look look I, I'm I I'm doing good I'm I'm fine you know like I yeah it was a very stressed <laughs> a stressful time for me like during high school high school time was a bit stressful. I was just trying to do too much
0: how did you, did you navigate that period of your life then, and what really helped you to get through that and I guess to to kind of find yourself and know who you are today? yeah,
1: yeah, that's the thing. I think I found myself more in in um a little bit after college is where I found myself a little bit more. I think I was struggling that whole entire time. um I went uh I was in like a you know a a toxic relationship as well through that so you know there was different things that were uh, very hard and I was always kind of like dropping down like I would get a bunch of confidence that I would like crash down so this really period of you know that that period of my life was really difficult but um, I've learned a lot like i I was open to what was going on. I was realizing, I was learning, right? Like mistakes or things that you do, you realize, you learn and you grow from that. So I was doing all of that. So, um, yeah, like a little bit after college is where I like kind of, okay, here, this is, this is, this is me. This is what's going on. This is what I went through. I should talk about it. I should find people that are like me, you know, and, um, slowly along the way I mean so many different things happen I I mean I met my 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 husband and then we got married I had you know I had a child we got married had another baby started like this you know like there was so much stuff that was going on Uh, but now I'm able to refocus and and start um, sharing a little bit more about um, adoption and being open and being okay with it
0: I guess yeah being open is one step forward because I think sharing our story Mm and that's why are we here today? <laughs> I suppose exactly, um, yeah. it does help to uh, speaking with other people. And it's interesting that you say you had Stephanie around, but you now, not yeah. talking that much together. No, um, no, yeah. Did you have any open conversation of your adoptive parents during that period and about your struggle? Were you open with them about it? Yes.
1: So, yeah. So I think that's one thing why my story is a little bit more positive in a sense of like you know kind of the traumatic experience hitting me later on in life because my parents were so open the minute I would have you know just questioning about me or like they were so open about it they were there they would tell us you know yeah my my parents were very very open I I like thank them so much for that it helped so 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 much We weren't my siblings, but you weren't scared to tell them how we really felt. They were very, very, um,
0: yeah, they were very there for us. Mm -hmm. So, So do you have you you mentioned siblings? So, are you the only one adopted, or is several of you being no? We're, yeah, so I have a brother and a sister, we're all adopted,
1: all from Haiti, but from different families.
0: Right, they're not here to tell their story, but. From your yeah. point of view, do, do you think all of you have lived your own adoption on a positive note and do you all see the adoption process the same way or some of you have struggled more than some for that journey? Yeah, like I think like
1: my, um, I, I think I would say my, my, my brother struggles and still struggles a little bit more for that. I think he's got some traumatic experience from that. My sister is very strong. <laughs> she's very, very strong. So sometimes I try to read her and it's very hard to read her. <laughs> yeah so but I think she's um, she's like me, she's done her healing um, but she's just not talking about it. she's not being vocal about it. but she's she's also going through the whole process, but I think more in a, a silent way um and I'm I'm just more the vocal one
0: <laughs> it's it's common I think in families where there's different people have been adopted I'm, it's the same in my family I've got the sister who's been adopted from Madagascar and I think for a long time it was me who was the one who's vocal about it <laughs> so, mm-hmm. well, and then, quite, up, yeah. yeah yeah and
1: growing up like I was the one asking all the questions like I wanted to like know everything and like you know like yeah I was very um yeah I was always put up front and center right for those kind of questions to my parents like I was the one starting the conversations
0: and I think that is an uh, an important point because it's not because we are all in the same family that we're all gonna react the same way because also exactly how we all started is very different you know it's mm-hmm. um <laughs> we it I mean I don't know what's trauma my sister would have had gone through before she was adopted into my family for example my trauma was very different to us so our reaction to our journey would be very very different so I think Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. is also important to to take into consideration that you know sometimes adoption stories are very similar but at the same time the struggle is different because the trauma is different yeah so we all navigate it in a very different way (laughs)
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it, it was like this. Just it was just weird. Like I, even now, I'm just like, oh wow, I, I, I didn't realize that, you know, in high school, I was doing a gazillion million things to try to fit in, and I didn't have to do that, you know, like I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to, but I, I just I had this like feeling in me that I just needed to like do it all. Almost it was very very weird, but now I understand. I was just literally trying to
0: find my way. For me, it was, and I think you touched on it earlier, it's about that pushing yourself to be perfect. You know, mm-hmm.
1: that's, mm-hmm.
0: that is one thing I think a lot of adoptees can't see themselves yeah. in because we're trying to, to please to our families mm-hmm. and to be mm-hmm. this model child that you don't want to be exactly. creating exactly. too much issues. So perfectionism mm-hmm. is, is definitely hold us back for a long time. <laughs> um exactly. And it's yeah. not. And also that's why I also you said you're on um in a difficult relationship because again we're trying to to please people even if that mm-hmm. relationship is not good for us we're still trying we stay in those relationships. Yeah, we'll as we'll service.
1: Stay. we'll try <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. And I think through all these experiences in my life now, I'm just like, no, (laughs) you know, I try, I try to, you know, I try to do, be the best mom that I can, but I'm not competing. It's not a competition. It's not, you know, like I've, I've learned that now and I put that into practice and it's been very, very positive for my life and for my family. So I just do my best every single day. I work hard, but I don't try to, you know, try to be on on top of or crush other people like I you know like <laughs> we just gotta all work together so um uh, that's you know the re- reason why I'm I'm happy to be speaking here today with you and to you know share a little bit of my journey because like I said it was um it was very positive growing up it's just kind of hit me more later in life so uh which is not a bad thing but yeah I get to kind of look back on things that happened and I'm able to Kind of put put it all together, you know.
0: Have you been back to Haiti uh, since your adoption?
1: No, I'm happy you, you're you're asking me that topic because it was something that, like, growing up, it was like a dream of mine. Like, I need to go here. I need to go back. Like, I just had this really really big feeling. But I'm not gonna lie, it's gone away. <laughs> it's gone away a little bit. Like, I'm. I just feel that I. I, I don't have to go back, and um, I don't know if I'm ready for that in, in life right now. Like, you know, I have I have my family here, um, I've got the business that I'm running here, and I kind of just want to use my social media platform to maybe just be more, you know, to talk a little bit more about this kind of thing, um, and adoption, but yeah, to go back to, to Haiti, I'm not to... I don't know <laughs> it's like i i am kind of put it back in my in my brain and mm-hmm. in a long time but yeah i uh i think i've made my peace with just not being not going i guess
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's a big journey i mean going back yeah, it's a big journey. it is a big journey yeah. and like mm-hmm. you say you have to be ready it's not something you can no, take lightly. No. No, when people ask me if I've been back to Madagascar and they say yes. Yeah. Sometimes people it it's almost like oh you got on holiday, but it's not the same as yeah, yeah. going yeah. visit the country. It no, this is exactly. where your where your life started. So it's it's a it's exactly. very different perspective of why you go there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I cannot completely understand you have to be already. If you can be ready, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I was already when I went back to Madagascar, but right. <laughs>
1: right so that's the thing that's why i'm just like oh i don't know and and you know like i just don't know where i would start and there's a lot of places that's still not safe out there so i think it's more it's more that as well i'm just like i you know i think i have so much things going on here that um i, I want to focus my energy more on hmm.
0: here yeah. and i've been connected to communities of people from haiti in canada i know Obviously, Stephanie is, but have you yeah. managed to connect in in Canada with other people from there? Or
1: so not? actually, well, actually, I have, um, so the, the person that, because when I uh, was given, I was given to an, um, an, an orphanage in Haiti, and the person that was dealing um, or taking care of me at the orphanage was also um, dealing with my parents at the time. So she stayed in contact with my adopted parents. So she would come and visit us here and there. And um, I haven't seen her in like forever. It's been a long, long time. I think she's in Montreal now, so I would say like that, that's my connection, right? Like I have that connection, and actually she's the person where I would have wanted to go to Haiti with, but uh, like she would have been, you know, the uh, my my traveling partner. <laughs> so um, um, so yeah, but it's. So for, for, for her, it's, it's basically just her that I have connection with, you know, Haiti. And then I have like names of my brothers and sisters. I have like pictures as well. So she was able to get all that information for me. And I've recently received all that stuff. So it's been really, really great to have like now names and pictures of my siblings. But I haven't gone to contact any of them yet. I don't have, I I don't even I don't have a contact information number I just have pictures and names but I I know that she could get me some kind of contact information to maybe contact
0: one of them but I again that's another step another yeah, you know yeah. and, and how just, was that's <laughs> um how did you feel when you saw those pictures
1: yeah i was really starting to like I don't know. I just instantly like, who looks like me? You know, like, <laughs> like Oh my God, <laughs> is there like, right? Like who? Oh my God, I want to see. So it was really, it was really special. And like one of my brother has a child. So to see that too, was just very like, yeah, like I definitely got emotional um, for sure um, by scrolling through all these pictures. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really great moment. It was really, it was really nice to see.
0: Well, I mean, you've got two children now, so
1: yes
0: now we've got someone to say who oh, look like me <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> as well yes because <laughs> I think yes. it's always a, yes. that's another big step for a lot of adoptees when they they have children of their own because they mm-hmm. can see themselves in their own children exactly, um, exactly. So how exactly is that going on. that experience for you
1: oh yeah like I definitely see it um uh, in my daughter I'm like oh yeah she's uh you know a go getter already like i see it <laughs> i just see it how she moves and how she you know she's just like super bossy <laughs> <laughs> oh my god boy oh my god oh yeah and like my 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 son is very much like my my husband and like you know very um he's very very smart very smart and um yeah he's he he's really he uses his brain a lot. You can see when he's doing stuff, he's very creative. So, uh, which I also have a creative side. I feel like it's a good mix. Like, both kids are a really good mix of me and my husband. So, this, I love it. It's this yeah, whole
0: was, diversity thing that I, I love I it. I was going to say, you are very creative because I see the work you're doing requires a lot of creativity on your board of how you put all of this together. So, tell us about your yes. business. Tell us about that.
1: Yes. So sweet. Softy charcuterie, I tell you, putting cheese on a board. I didn't think it was, you know, going to uh, boom this way, but um, it looks like there was a big need here. Um, I think it's the originality of, like, having the board that is custom, so you can uh, engrave anything on our charcuterie boards, and then um, you get a, you know, everlasting board, and it's also a cutting board. So it's really, really great. I started the business right in COVID. (laughs) and people were like you're crazy for starting this business right in COVID and I'm like well I don't know I just want to start it so I and the opportunity was perfect we had uh, my husband and I we had just bought a house and there was a kitchen downstairs and I needed a second kitchen to legally operate so it was perfect so we moved in the home I started the business downstairs and COVID hit and my business boomed because it was food and I was doing like the you know contactless delivery or like pickup delivery like it was just and and then there's food and I was I had my mask on and doing everything I needed to do so I was still I was able to operate so it really really took off there and now we are expanding the business we have moved to a bigger property we have six acres in the country and we have all kinds of new exciting things that we want to do so it's yeah, it, it's it's great. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And I'm super happy. And I love what I what I do. And it, that's, that's how it, that's how you get successful. And <laughs> if, if you love it. And um, I work all the time. It's really busy. But I'm really excited to see what I can keep creating with this business. I've got all kinds of ideas and dreams and goals. And I'm just hitting one by one.
0: Yeah, you
1: are thriving. That's how okay for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going for it. like why not? like it's just I'm super passionate about it. and uh, you know, I I haven't I haven't had a moment where I made a board and I didn't want to. I just always love it. So I'm at the point where I want other people to maybe you know be successful so. Yeah, I uh, I don't know, maybe a course
0: or something will yeah. be launched. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. No, it well, sounds yeah. it sounds like you found your, your niche and yes, you're i do. in the I right do. place uh, for thriving. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's really it's really beautiful to see and I can see it in your face. You're so. always blooming Thank every you. time I see you. So. Thank <laughs> you yeah, but oh this God. is a place you want to see adopt this yes. adoptive people so mm-hmm. yeah no it's great yeah. to see you so happy and um, thank you got, managed to go through the struggle um and come out yes, to the other yes. side feeling yes, happy yeah. and found your yourself
1: yeah and it's just it, it hit me at a point where I was just like I am not meant to work for someone <laughs> like, I need to work on my own you know um yeah I, I need to do this you know and um I that was another struggle too like for work you know I just felt like I needed to always try to push myself I mean it's good to push yourself for your job but I feel like I was doing an extra to just fit in you know what I mean and just kind of yeah. so, and I've had many work experiences. I've had a traumatic work experience where I was literally harassed and discriminated at work. Mm, um, so and was, yeah, yeah. right while I was pregnant with my son, um, it was absolutely horrible. I went through such a mental, um yeah, it was very, very hard, very, very hard. And I feel like, you know, it's something that I never really like shared or talked about I just kind of came through it but the struggles and yeah and I was very scared to like go into postpartum depression because while all of that was going on I was pregnant for my son and then when I left I I was like giving birth in a couple weeks so I was very it was very very hard you know like I I was very scared too because I was already super depressed by that point and and I hadn't given birth yet so I'm like oh boy You know, I don't want to get postpartum depression or something like that, but I just really came through it. I came through it. I had really amazing friends and family that were there to support me through that time. So, um, yeah, and I think, yeah, after that was, uh, I had my son and then I went back to work for an amazing company. Amazing, amazing company. They treated me like family. I mean, I still go visit them. (laughs) Still to this day, I, I go visit them. I love them so much and they they literally helped with my confidence to bring it back right and then um and then yeah i after that was just it just hit me like no i need to be i need to go on my own i think i'm ready to go on my own right like it was just and the charcuterie idea came and
0: i went full swing <laughs> no that's an amazing story it's um yeah. yeah you need to i i think in in europe people love the charcuterie and the cheese you definitely yeah do really oh well yeah
1: I, I i'm it's on my list I, it's on my list to go and travel like i need to go to europe i want
0: to go see all these places so
1: yeah it, it's on my travel list yeah For
0: okay. sure. i think going up in france it's definitely shark yeah, and cheese yeah. it's everywhere exactly. <laughs> it's uh it's part it's ingrained in the culture it's very much uh, mm-hmm. what. Well, we I grew up mm-hmm. with so definitely yeah I could see that working very well yeah yeah <laughs> you have to have a do a franchise for someone else to take over in Europe <laughs> exactly and that'd be pretty cool I don't know maybe we're working on yeah. that too oh, you have to spend six months in Europe six months in Canada <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh that's amazing so what's this, um next for you so you you have you're thinking to do maybe a course uh what else is there in in store for you
1: yeah so yeah I'm thinking of um you know doing a, a course probably and um you know I'm spreading and sharing some of my knowledge that I know you know have gained and have and um I'm I'm, I'm a very, you know, all about positivity and diversity and, um, you know, manifestation, because I really do feel like these past like five years I've manifested my life and now I'm actually right here. Like what I've, you know, really put my brain to and, and manifested and worked towards um, those goals that I've hit. And now I have a new list of new goals to hit, but I want to share what I did to be here today. So yeah, I think a little bit of that. And then, uh, you know, we're working hard in our business kitchen to finish all of that up. And we have our garage going on um, that we're building on our property where we're gonna be doing our whole manufacturing process for all kinds of boards, uh, charcuterie boards. So I'm very excited. So I've got lots of of new things and hopefully I can add on my list Of things um, to come uh, with you guys to the retreat.
0: (laughs) Yes, please do. I I was gonna say you need to come. (laughs) And I think Stephanie is Stephanie is like she need to come. (laughs) Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm like yeah. So
1: that's been like I've literally I've like I've been dreaming about it. So I'm like okay if I'm dreaming if I'm dreaming about it like. I really have to take a look and see if I can make it happen this year. I know for sure I'm going to go, but right. I'd love to be part of it this year. You know what I mean?
0: Like, yes, you have to come okay. at the beginning, celebrate the beginning know, of this awesome. retreat. So for the audience member who do not know, uh, I am organizing a retreat in Portugal and in, in Morocco uh, in May and June this year uh, alongside oh. Stephanie that you've mentioned so many times in this podcast. I know, yeah. <laughs> Uh, she'll be co-facilitating the, the retreat. So you before black woman uh, who's been adopted. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's an opportunity for all of us to sit down and share our story. For me to share some of the tools and techniques that's helped me to get where I am today and that helped me for my, my journey of adoptions. But also it's a cultural exploration and an opportunity to rest, especially don't stop. No, don't exactly, no, yes, so This is an opportunity for you to come and exactly. just breathe <laughs> and <laughs> stop for a moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's gonna be really exciting. And yeah, I mean, Portugal is beautiful. Morocco is beautiful. So I'm, I'm really excited to, to have a group of women together. And there's gonna be so much we'll be doing and sharing and and to building oh, yeah, a, a community spark, together. Yeah exactly yeah. this is gonna be great so
1: um so that hopefully I can make this 2024 yes. I don't know which one I don't know if I'm Morocco or Portugal I don't know I, I I'm still like debating which one but I'll uh, I'll take a look
0: <laughs> yeah you should come to Portugal then you start talking about your charcuterie birds because they also love I I love that too. <laughs> exactly we, we can plug that in over
1: there yeah. so yeah
0: exactly exactly <laughs> um amazing you know that's such really exciting and i am yeah. really pleased to see you so happy and finding yourself thank and you being in the in the right place at the right time despite thank all you the, so much the journey of difficulty you've had in the past and you managed to overcome that so that i think it's it's also part yes. of the reason why i do the podcast because
1: mm-hmm. i
0: want to show the younger adoptees that you know sometimes we do go through all the struggle and we're trying to fit in, we're trying to, Mm -hmm. to make ourselves small, but there's a way there's always a beautiful life in the other side, when you come out for the other side and found yourself, you can have that beautiful life. So it's, it's a, an inspiration for other people. And I think that's why we are sharing our stories so other people can think that, yes, I can get there too. So there's a light at the end of the tunnel so thank exactly, you for sharing yeah. that it's 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 very really beautiful
1: <laughs> oh you're welcome i'm so happy like it's just so important you know and i i yeah i just feel like i uh, grow mo- we didn't have like role models like there was there was nothing there you know there was no podcast or stuff like that you know to to anyway but i i know i i didn't i didn't hear anything
0: <laughs> no so absolutely i, just, I mean was, like, that's also wrong. why i've mm-hmm. i've done this because yeah i wanted to have something that I wish I had, you know, the same of yeah, the retreat, exactly. You know, exactly. I wish there was a podcast, there's a retreat I could go to, yeah, yeah. workshop, we could attend all those workshop, Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All those um, activities that you could join in. Yeah. I wish I had those things when I, I grew up because mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't have taken me up into my 30s to get to exactly. the other side. <laughs> you, I, would exactly. have, I would have done it earlier. And I know that even now, you know, there's people in their 40s, in their 50s, still struggling for.
1: So about the adoption yeah.
0: journey because i haven't mm-hmm. still gone through the other side so it is really needed. and having
1: uh even having my parents you know like you know being there for me and 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 helping me and talking to me like i just it was still wasn't enough you know what i mean like it, it was very helpful and i'm so happy that they were there but i still struggled right mm-hmm. and i it just like, just because I didn't have anybody else that was going through the same thing. And even if I was close to someone that was going through the same thing as me, like I mentioned, it, we, you know, it was still, we weren't talking about that. So yeah. it, it was very, um, yeah, felt very, like, isolated. And even having my brother and sister, my siblings, like, I didn't talk to them about it. Like, we were all going through our own things. So, yeah, it's very uh, interesting to to see how it played out.
0: There's so many people running podcasts and doing different things in the adoption space at the moment that I feel like it's so needed and it's so important to have all mm-hmm. those different places. And again, my podcast is only for Black adoptees, but yeah. at the same time, I know that there is all type of adoptees who listen to this it's podcast exactly, because it can absolutely. help the that journey help other people as well. So yeah, we all wish we had it when you grow up. So. Yep. Here we are. This is why we know me is here today, sharing our story. This is why I've, I've started the podcast. So, yeah, let's let's keep sharing our stories and keep moving forward. I normally ask uh, my guests at the end of the podcast if they had to give yes. an advice to their younger self. So, if you talk to your younger self or you give an advice to a younger adoptee, what would you say to yourself or to that younger adoptee?
1: Um, my God, I would say to take it a day at a time, and to not force anything. Um, because I really feel like I was forcing and pushing myself. And, you know, I, I was running all over. the place, Like, I was just all over the place. So I really, really feel like, yeah, like one thing at a time, one day at a time. And to, yeah, to, to really, to really not do too, too much. I would, uh, I would say to my younger self
0: that's beautiful thank you and thank you so much for coming and share your journey and i'm looking forward thank to seeing you, see so you expanding me. your business and taking starting your yeah. empire of charcuterie and cheese board and expanding yeah. probably outside canada as well so yeah I'm looking forward to see where oh, you holy, take it to cool. the next one and <laughs> And waiting yes. to see you in person at the retreat, too. <laughs> I know, but I'll keep you posted and I'll keep chatting. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much and have a good day. This is Crystal Pellecure, and you have been listening to Black Adoptees' Identities, where Black adult adoptees share their stories. Please do share and subscribe to our podcast and do stay connected with us by following us on Instagram at Black Adopters Identities. Thank you for listening to this week's episode and until next time, goodbye.